Hello and welcome to episode 26 of your parenting podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Bamford. Uh, back again because you have demanded it. Not really. Um, lots to talk about. Um, I got a lot of supports on the uh, the last um, fucking episode. Sorry, I'm trying to multitask and it's not working. I can multitask when I'm doing something physical and something mental. When I'm trying to do something, two things that are mental. I can't figure out what the fuck I'm doing. Um, sorry, my phone is taking its time. Okay, well, I was trying to... I had gotten a, a funny story in my email that I was attempting to read to you guys for the show because I like to do that when I get some actual... Uh, you know, like, listener supports or whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's just not going to happen, it looks like. And that email is just refusing to open, so I guess I'll have to stack that up for the next episode. You can see we're off to a great start um, on this one. And my goal is to at least make it to 100 episodes, but at this fucking rate... I mean, you think being this low-tech, I would have way less errors going on. As you can see, status fucking quo. Um, let's see. We went camping at Fort Wilderness. I don't know if I have a few people that follow me on, on the socials. Um, I posted a picture of this giant fucking tent. Um, now usually we, um, my father-in-law has a, has a good size RV. Um, you know, it's an older RV, but it's, it's still pretty nice. Usually we'll stay in that. And, uh, Cynthia, through her couponing magic, got a, you know, ridiculous 12-person tent. Then, uh, in some of those spots at Fort Wilderness. Let me just back up. For those of you who have never been, Fort Wilderness, they have, at Disney, they have a Fort Wilderness Resort. And then there's a Fort Wilderness Campground. On the campground, they have fancy cabins. They have, I think what most people do is the RVs, where it has like the hookups for the power and water. And then they have modified spots where it's an RV spot plus an area for a tent next to it. And then they have some spots that are just for a tent. Um, and it's a, it's a pretty good size tent spot that's attached to where you park the RV. Um, and just, you know, and, and almost every time we go somewhere, you know, even if it's just for a night, we will inevitably forget something. And, you know, as part of it is because, like, we can't just... You know, throw a couple of go bags in the car, and uh, and just head out. We got to bring the whole fucking circus. So just you know, and I had this you know long checklist on Google Keep 
that's a free little advertising there for the tech giant that obviously needs the tiny bit of support that I can provide. But uh, Google Keep is a great note-taking app. My favorite part is that you can set reminders on the notes. You can add little checkboxes. So when, like you're making a grocery list or a checklist, as I did, you can tap the checkbox when you got something. It'll put a line through it and move it to the bottom. So, I mean, I had a very long checklist of, like, everything we needed to fucking bring. Stuff for the dogs, stuff for the kids, you know, toiletries, clothes, God knows what, signal flare. Uh, which was for me, in case my sanity finally snapped. Um, now, for those of you who have never assembled a tent... Um, honestly, it's not that bad. I'm sure you guys thought I was going to go off the rails about complaining about it. But even this this giant, ridiculous tent, the uh, directions are pretty intuitive. I'm not sure if that's the right word. And I don't want to say comprehensive, because they're really not. They're relatively simple instructions. Um, basically, you know, you just assemble the little poles, you slide them in the right spots... You know, then you kind of raise the tent as a whole, like a dome, and then you put, like, the little things on the bottom. Now, granted, all this takes about an hour, but you're not going to be, you know, doing fucking calculus. Um, now, this particular tent was was very nice. I know we got it for probably 25% of what the retail has suggested. Um, don't ask me how. Like I said, Cynthia's, a, you know, a wizard with this stuff. And I'm so bad at the at the couponing. Like, I can't do it on my own. And even when she sends me to the store to get coupon stuff, I'm, like, just a moment away from panicking and, like, throwing everything in the air running out of the store. Because it's just, like, if there's any kind of hiccup. You know, like, the... Yeah, you know, I've seen Cynthia, like, in the aisle with the coupons. Like, they'll scan it and say, oh, we don't take this coupon anymore. And she'll just mentally do this little flip-flopping math in her head. It's like, okay, well, instead we're going to do this and we're going to do that, and somehow we end up getting more stuff for cheaper. I don't know. She's amazing that way. But anyway, this tent, you know, I, it tends, it seems like you get what you pay for. Now, I could be wrong, because I am not, you know, anywhere near an outdoorsman. Usually I just, usually I'd rather be inside. I like to look at nature through, like, the glass wall of an air-conditioned room. But uh, this tent, is, I mean, it's a very expensive tent. But it was a very nice tent. Um, it had like a built-in little row of lights. You know, not like anything crazy, but like you know, little LEDs. They used to put a little battery pack in. Um, it was, uh, you know, it took you know a couple of a couple of us to put it up there. I mean, I like you know it has a floor. I don't know what I expected. I guess I just expected to sleep on the fucking dirt. You know, like I said, last time I was camping was a long time ago. I was probably 18, maybe? And it's like, it wasn't even really camping. It was like a last minute, let's just go stay in the woods all night. A whole bunch of me and my jackass friends. Um, and I remember, like, I think maybe one person had a sleeping bag. Uh, and they woke up covered in so many fucking mosquito bites. It's like their face looked like a punch lasagna. Uh, and I remember me and uh, my friend, and thankfully he had a giant car, like one of those old school land boats with the big bench seats. I mean, him just, just to escape the fucking malaria mosquitoes. 
Uh, so that was my last camping experience. And then it's like, even I remember in the middle of the night thinking to myself, oh yeah, this is why I hate camping. You know, it's like, daddy doesn't sleep without air conditioning. But you know, the universe would have its revenge on this trip. Um, now granted, you know, this t- we had so much room in the space. I understand tents are made to be kind of cramped, you know, to not take up so much space. It's basically just to, to keep you out of the elements. But we were pretty luxurious in this tent, you know, the air mattresses and, and what have you. And we brought, you know, three different fans. Cynthia, Cynthia threw also some kind of deal. Found these little fans with like this ring of LED lights that, you know, was, was real nice. Because, um, you know, Florida, you got to have fans and there's no air conditioning in the tents. Um, this thing, and just, you know, briefly, I'm going to skip to the end just for this one little thing. The tent, it came in this bag. Uh, about the size of, you know, a large duffel bag. You could tell, you know, it was wrapped tight. It's about, I don't know, it was maybe two and a half feet long. But, you know, once we we start folding, or start unfolding this tent. That's the first part, you know, in the directions. It says, unfold the tent. We're like halfway through unfolding the tent, and we see that it's already overlapping the space that's allowed for this fucking tent. So me me and my father-in-law, that was helping me put it together, kind of look at each other, and it's like, well, (laughs) it's like, this doesn't seem like it's going to fucking work. And then behind our little spot, it was like a big grassy area that was mostly covered by trees. Um, we thought maybe, you know, because Disney doesn't want you just to, you know, plant your fucking tents all over the place. So I was like, maybe, you know, because it's so close to our little spot. It's mostly covered. That's the only place the tent's going to fit. There's not enough room in the RV because there was other people that were, that were coming there. It was a big, you know, big caravan. So we just see we ended up setting it up out there. We have a nice, uh, nice barbecue with those little grills provided. Um, Cynthia had uh, discovered that they do pony rides there uh, for the kids. Now they also do horse rides. But I'm gonna give you a little confession. I am fucking terrified of horses. Um, I know it's stupid, but it's just the way some people, like, imagine going up to somebody and throwing a spider on them. Like, that's kind of how I feel when I get too close to a horse. I don't know what it is, it's just, they're just, to me, they're big, scary animals. Like, I, I treat them the same way I would treat a tiger that was just walking by me. So, I mean, granted, the horsing, or the horsing, the horse riding, uh, was really expensive anyway, so we, we skipped that. Also, because I would have shit myself. But, uh, you know, the pony rides is like, you know, I can handle a pony. Um, and just to rewind a bit, we had Grayson's soccer game that morning. So we spent, you know, the night before making the list and everything. We got up crazy early to pack everything. You know, we were taking Grayson to his soccer game. And then right after his soccer game, we were going straight to Disney. So at this point, you know, it's, it's early afternoon um, we were going to do the, um, the pony ride. And then, was that the first day or the second day? And that was the second day. We were going to go to, 
the they have a, this store. I can't remember what it's called. It's like a Disney store, but it's like geared more toward the outdoorsy kind of stuff. And then we were gonna go. They play this little outdoor movie in this this little park with those little like mini bonfires, uh, where you can do s'mores. Uh, we were gonna do that. Um, but it's like all of a sudden you know it's starting to get a little chilly. And I was like, you know, don't worry. It's like the the stuff I was gonna bring. I was gonna bring at least a you know a pair of pants. I think we had a couple pairs of pants in the van, but I go to the suitcase. Because poor Grayson, you know, he was wearing his sweaty soccer uniform all day. But we had taken off his, you know, shin guards and what have you to give him some flip-flops. But I go back to the suitcase, and it's at this moment I discover that I have forgotten all of Grayson's clothes. Um, This poor kid didn't have a pair of socks, a pair of undies, not a shirt, nothing, nothing. And, you know, I'm, I'm mentally going back over in my head, and it's like, nope, didn't fucking pack any. Because I'm, like, walking myself through, like, grabbing clothes for, for Logan, grabbing clothes for Isaiah, making sure they both fit, telling myself I needed to go to Grayson's room to get his clothes, getting distracted by something, because apparently I have the attention span of a fucking ferret, and then just leaving. So this poor kid... Has no clothes. I think we found a pair of... He was able to wear a pair of pants that we had in the van. Thankfully, my wife always has some emergency stuff stashed in the van. You know, diapers, wipes, an outfit. And poor Grayson, we didn't have a shirt for him. So we had to wear one of Logan's shirts. The biggest shirt that I had for Logan. Um, it was still a little snug. But we, you know, we, and of course, I forgot jackets for everybody. Because this is the one... The one night that I needed Florida to stay Florida. But no, it's going to get down to, you know, 48 degrees. So none of us brought jackets because it's fucking April in Florida. So, you know, we got to spend, you know, $40 on a little hoodie for Grayson, you know, $60 on a jacket for me. Cynthia happened to have one in the van, so she was okay. But she ended up still getting a sweater because her jacket wasn't enough. Because, like, I think hers was just super thin. And it's, you know, we're... And like I said, there was, you know, a little hiccup. You know, the s'mores were... They didn't watch the movie. I think they played they played Coco. Um, which I've heard is a cute movie. Uh, my kids, they, they kind of freaks them out a little bit. All the skeletons and shit. So they just weren't really into it. So we just had, you know, the s'mores and left. It's at this point, it's like, I don't know, 9.30 at night. Um, we, you know, go back to the, the, uh, the tent. It's like, okay, let's inflate their mag and let's get the kids in bed. You know, because we're going to get up early, you know, go to church. And then uh, come back to the uh, campground. Because they have a, a nice pool area, like a little... Um, I don't know what you call it, like a water playground. Like little slides and shit for the kids. Um, so yeah, and it's, and it's getting colder by the minute. And, uh, you know, it got so cold. that Like at first, you know, Isaiah woke up just losing his fucking mind. I think he had a bad dream. Because he wasn't just like waking up irritated from the cold. Like he just he had that scared look on his face. 
We were all just taking turns trying to console him. You know, finally, um, my sister-in-law took him into the RV where it was a little warmer. And then she was just like, you know, we'll just keep him with us tonight in the RV. We said, fine. You know, the rest of us, you know, Grayson woke up. He was had these big crocodile tears because he was so cold. I mean, we all had, and they had sleeping bags. It wasn't like we were just out in the, in the air. But it was like all of us. It was me and Cynthia and the two boys. All of us, you know, huddled into one air mattress covered in as many blankets and, and things that we can find. Like, still shivering. You know, and then the fucking dog. Ah, oh, the fucking dog. And the dog did not really care for the camping. Um, I think mostly because she was bored. Because there's not really much you can do with a puppy. And even like a well-behaved adult dog, you can't just let him roam around. Um, I think, you know, part of the reason we took her, we just didn't want to do another dog sitter. Because we didn't, I don't know. The dog sitter, we used that, that Rover app. Or service, whatever you call it. And this lady, I mean, had like 800-something five-star reviews. Everybody was like raving about this lady. She's amazing, she's amazing. But it's just, and the the dog came back from her um, just super needy. So I get the feeling, because this is this lady's job. It's not like she does stuff and also watches dogs. Like, her job is a dog sitter. So it's like she's giving this dog 100% attention for, you know, 48 hours. Because that was when we went to the Polynesian Resort. I know we sound like we're real fucking fancy. I was like, I promise we don't do this shit that often. But uh, this time, you know, we was like, you know, we'll just bring her outdoors. She'll have plenty of places to shit. You know, less places to pee inside. Um, but still, I mean, we still had to have her, you know, didn't have her on the leash all the time. But we had one of those outside, like those outside tethers. It's like a metal cord that's covered in like the little plastic. You know what I mean. Um, but we still had to have her tied up, which she didn't like. You know, she wanted to go running around, but it's like, you can't, can't fucking do that. There's just golf carts going on everywhere and people, RVs and, you know, horse-drawn carriage with the biggest fucking horses I've ever seen. It's like, the only reason I knew that I wasn't exaggerating their size is because we saw them on the second day as well. Like, I don't know if they just advertise with little wagon rides, like a big fucking wagon, like Oregon Trail style. And they just wander around, you know, somebody controlling these horses. And we hear the clip-clop of the, the hooves. And, like, I see these things are just just massive. Like, I feel like each horse could have fit three adults on their back. The biggest horses I've ever seen. Um, and then the second day I saw them again, I was like, yes, those are still the biggest fucking horses I've ever seen. Like, my, like they got close enough... Not, I mean, within like 10 feet, we were kind of standing in our little area, you know, watching them go by. And it's like my, I could feel my pulse getting faster. So, yeah, that's a weird fear that I have. Um, yeah, the dog didn't care for it. Um, we tried to bring him. Mean, she didn't really care about her toys. And I tried to, you know, take her for walks, let her roam around. She's just... You know, she doesn't care for being tied up very much, and it's not a place. They had a dog park, you know, so we went there a little bit to let her run around. But of course, you know, everybody had these giant dogs, so but she had to stay on the littler dog side because she's still a puppy. 
even, you know, playing around. I don't want some other dog to, you know, tear a chunk out of her. As much as this dog irritates me. Um, so then, yeah, the, this was Saturday, so Sunday was Easter. Um, we wake up early, all of us, you know, freezing our asses off. Um, you know, I stumble out of the tent in the morning to try and hide some Easter eggs around our little campsite. Which I had to get pretty creative, because there's not you know, a whole lot of spaces. I don't want the kids crawling around under the RV. And we had to, you know, we had to, originally, because this is also how, when I bought little eggs that were too small, the plastic eggs, bag of candy I got, all the fucking candy was too big. So literally I was just hiding empty eggs around there, and I was just gonna, you know, at the end, just say, yay, here's a handful of the fucking candy. Yeah, because the Easter baskets, um... And they were excited about the baskets. For Grayson and Logan, I found these two, um, these two Mario-themed Easter baskets. Um, now, because I got them both exactly the same, because it's like having fucking twins, and if I got two different ones, they would be fighting over who gets what. But of course, I buy them the same basket, Exact same basket. They really don't seem to give a shit. And I think part of it is because they don't have that. They don't covet what the other one has because they both have the same shit. It's like there's no competition of who has the best toys. So it's like, I don't know if that backfired or just I found a way to outwit them. <laughs> but it's like, and I got Isaiah 1 that had a little truck, that's, which of course has already disappeared. You know, and it had like a couple little pieces of candy like, this is what I'm talking about. These Easter baskets, I mean, growing up, there'd be like five pounds of fucking candy in these things. Now, granted, I could have, you know, put together my own Easter basket, but I'm sure all of you assholes didn't either. So, wah. Some of you may have to have the time for that shit. And next year, I'm going to have to, because there seems to be some, maybe it's like some you know, quiet, healthy rebellion against sugar. Because, <laughs> like, almost every Easter basket I saw had, you know, like, the themes, you know, whatever with it, but, like, each one of them was more stuff than than candy, like, bullshit little toys that are going to disappear, like a Frisbee that's going to end up on my fucking roof, you know, or through a neighbor's window. And it's, like, a box of jelly beans. And that's, like, that's the only real candy you get in there. And it's, like, Really? It's like, I'm not trying to, you know, give my kids diabetes, but it's like, you know, I had to go buy, like, get some extra pieces of chocolate to they can have with it. It's like, that's whole part of the whole thing. Yeah, I'm not going to give them, like, a 10-pound brick of Hershey's, but it's like, yeah, give them some little chocolate eggs. Give them a little chocolate bunny. You know, something. So that was, you know, all that. And then we had to get up, you know, dress nice. Thankfully, my sister-in-law saved the day. And she was coming back to the campsite uh, later that night, the night before Easter. And we were able to get a hold of her and just say, listen, can you just buy him something nice to wear for Easter? You know, and a t-shirt for afterwards, you know, I'll pay you back. That way we don't have to worry about going out. Because he didn't have any pajamas. Oh, and also I discovered I didn't have any pajamas because I forgot that shit too. I feel like this episode isn't as funny as the last one. And for that, I apologize. 
But, um, you know, so we go to the, uh, the church. There's this giant, for those not in Orlando, there's this giant church, if you're Catholic, called the Mary Queen of the Universe Church. Shrine? Church. Um, it's a, uh, a tourist church. That's actually what it's made for, I've been informed. Um, like as a place for, because the Disney area has so many tourists and people from other countries, it's a way for the world's Catholics to, you know, come together. You know, I'm not Catholic, but, you know, the wife is, um, and her family and all that. So we were going to, you know, go to that service. Um, but because we all ended up being on Latin time, we were late for the beginning of it. Now, if you can imagine, you know, Easter morning church service for Catholics in Orlando, near Disney. Um, there was so many, I think there was more people there than there was at Disney. I mean, they had like tents set up outside with chairs underneath, like it was a Baptist revival. I mean, you couldn't even hear, you know, what the... I don't know if it was priests. I couldn't even see. We were so far back. We were standing out in the sun. Um, you know, but they offered the... Uh, Listen, I'm going to fuck this up. So I, I want you to know that I'm not trying to be offensive. But it's like the thing where you... I keep forgetting the word. The Eucharist, I want to say. Where you get the, the little cracker and the wine... They call it bread, but it's a, it's a cracker. Um, yeah, they offered that, and uh, you know, Grayson was the nicest one. I didn't realize that uh, uh, my wife's sister was going to bring him like a little suit. I mean, granted, he was you know the best-looking one out of all of us. He looked super cute. Just like I felt way underdressed. Um, yeah, it was a, a packed house. And then... Uh, you know, from there we were going to go back to the uh, the campsite. Because it's not far away. This wasn't far away. But that was when we were going to do the uh, the pony rides. And then uh, we were going to go to the pool. Um, pony rides, uh, you know, the boys loved it. It was relatively inexpensive. You know, especially for, for Disney prices. And it's basically like... You know, the child, you know, they, they give you a helmet. Um, you know, the child sits on the pony and the parent just kind of takes the lead and just, you know, the reins, the lead, I don't know, the string that hangs off the horse's fucking face and just walks the uh, the pony around, you know, the area for a couple of laps. And I don't know, the kids loved it. It's something simple that uh, they were into. You know, we got to go to the pool I got to turn my nice uh, lobster shade before I go back to my normal shade, which I call, you know, white as a mozzarella stick. But uh, so that was our, our Disney camping. Could have been way worse. You know, I still can't believe that I forgot all of Grayson's clothes, which everybody got to have a giggle. They stood around and called me a boob for a little while. Um... What else do I want to talk about here? See, this is why I write everything down. Getting settled into the new job. Um, I do really love that 
you know, I get home at like 5.15 in the evening instead of 7.15, especially after leaving the house, you know, so early. You know, that is, uh, I, I had underestimated the amount of extra time I would have um, and not having such a long commute to work. Because, like, most of my jobs have been at least a half hour away, at least. Um, but this one, it's like... You know, with traffic, 15 minutes. And it's it's wonderful. You know, plus, you know, having an earlier shift. You know, and today, in our neighborhood, near there, we have a pretty pretty nice community. Um, but they were doing this food truck thing. They were like, oh, there's going to be food trucks come down to the... I mean, I call it the clubhouse where the pool and shit is. They call it like the, the amnesty center or something, some kind of UN-sounding thing. And then I had to send out this little thing in the, I think it was in the Facebook group. My neighborhood is fancy enough to have its own Facebook group. Um, sorry, peasants. So I was like, you know, my wife was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do some overtime. Yeah, I'm not going to be out of time to cook. I said, you know what, no problem. I was like, I'll take the kids. We'll walk down there. We'll get, you know, something out of the food trucks and then come on back. Um... The older boys are playing out back with the dogs. So I was like, you know what, I'll just take Isaiah in the stroller. Um, she was home at this point, my wife. I don't even think I just left the kids. But it's like, yeah, I walk all the way down there. Um, they call it a food trucks event. And the only reason they could say food trucks because says there was two. But it was pretty much just food truck. And they had this Asian food one. Not that I have anything against Asian food. I love Asian food. The, like, even the pictures of the food on the side of the truck did not look appetizing. And I looked at a couple of plates people were taking away from there, and it was just, no. The other one was this uh, this Dominican food truck, which smelled good, but he got close to it, and the same thing. The food just looked a little, I don't know, it looked a little off. Wasn't a lot of people there. So I was, you know what, we'll just, you know, order pizza. I was a little disappointed, because I love some food trucks. And just street food in general, for some reason. I don't know why. It's like something satisfying about getting like, you know, like a homemade, you know, kielbasa. Not homemade, but like they cook it right there. You know, throw it on a bun, put a little sweet baby rays, you know. Or just eating like a taco from like the Mexican food stand. I don't know, for some reason just, I'm all about street food. You know, you get like some fresh made you know, nachos with, like, some pulled pork on it or something. And it's like, you know, you can't beat that shit. You know, usually at those events when all the food trucks are clustered together, they gouge their fucking prices. But, but still. You know, so I was a little disappointed in that. I mean, much as I love, you know, a stuffed crust pizza as a replacement, which I'm sure I'm going to pay for that stuffed crust a second time later. Talking about diarrhea, folks. Just in case that wasn't clear enough and to like the three people that are still listening. Anyways. Um, I know I didn't do my little recommendations the last time. Uh, this one I got a few things for you. For a movie. For my, this is my, I guess my, my things I like section. Uh, there's a movie called Masters of the Universe. And, uh, oh yeah, this is an 80s sci-fi masterpiece. 
based off of the He-Man cartoon that you all know and love. I mean, this was a live-action He-Man movie. Dolph Lundgren is He-Man. Um, I think it was Billy Barty as Gwildor. And Frank Langella as Skeletor. He was so great in this role. Like, I can close my eyes and hear his voice. I mean, no one could have... Like, his voice matched that, that character perfectly. Like, his cadence and the way he spoke. Like, he was the reason that movie was good. Every scene as Skeletor that he was in was just... Like, you almost forget that it's a dude in makeup. Like, his face painted like a skull. It's just, like, I don't know, something about the way he carried himself in that role. It's like, you can almost imagine, okay, this is some kind of interdimensional villain. But, uh, yeah, if you do, if you had the chance to see that, I'm sure you could find it for, like, 99 cents somewhere. If it's not already on Netflix or Hulu or where the fuck ever. Speaking of, um, I'm sure most of you already know that Disney is coming out with its streaming service. And from what I'm understanding, it's $6 a month. It's supposed to feature, I believe, all of their, not only all of their movies, but all of their TV shows. And I've read that it was going to feature their movie catalog going back to Snow White. That was the first one. So, I'm very excited about that. I know we're definitely a Disney family. A lot of those classics that I grew up with that I don't want to go out and buy the whole fucking collection for. You know, we can show the kids. Um, so I am excited about that. But uh, moving on, my, my book recommendation. Um, that's another weird one. Um, I seem to like the weird, weird shit. But it's called, I'm not even sure how you would say it. But it's 1Q84. Like you picture, you know, 1984, like the George Orwell novel. This is 1Q84. It's by a Japanese author. I'm probably going to murder his name, but it's Haruki Murakami. He's a pretty famous Japanese author. I mean, it's, it's, this book is very difficult to even describe. Um, and, the, and the summary doesn't really do it justice. I might read a little... A little excerpt, not an excerpt, but like a little reviews or whatever they have in there. Um, let me see here. Okay, one thing says, two moons, two worlds, a girl with 900 pages. It's a gorgeous festival of words arranged for maximum comprehension. Um, I can't even I can't even describe this book. It's like it's got weird sci-fi stuff. It's got weird sex. It's got this uh, this this cult thing in it. I mean, it's I, I listen. I know I'm not doing it justice, but it's like. Because I can't really spoil it. I mean, but like the characters are just, they're not one dimensional. Like the characters are written so well. Um, and I think there's like a pretty sick Japanese 
a metal band, a female-fronted metal band called Merging Moon, I believe, had gotten their inspiration from this book. You can check them out on Spotify. I mean, I guess it helps if you speak Japanese, which I do not, but it sounds awesome. But yeah, this book, 1Q84. Um, I mean, I'm sure you can find it anywhere. Like I said, it is, it is a weird book, but it's just... You know, it's very entertaining, and it takes place in 1984. So it's like it's got a lot of 80s references in there, but it's all in, the, in Japan, and it doesn't have any of those, like, stereotypes. You, like, you never see the words sushi or sake. <laughs> that way they talk about all kinds of other, you know, like, other cultural stuff. It's like it really gives you a good... Like, not only do you get to see these, these weird stories, like borderline supernatural stories... But uh, it gives you a pretty good glimpse into Japanese culture. Like when you look past the weird things that are happening to the characters, you get like little pieces of these people's everyday lives. And how sometimes, you know, you see like Japan is like exactly like U.S. And other times it seems like a different fucking planet. But uh, definitely recommend this book. Uh, I'm slowly getting through all the books that I've read. And then I have an embarrassing like three large shelves of books that I haven't read yet. What is what happens when you got three kids? Um, let me see. For what else do I recommend? A podcast. Um, we have a little free ad, I guess, to a, a podcast I like. Most of my podcasts, they're either comedy or paranormal, for the most part. <clears throat> and this one is called Graveyard Tales, and it's. Uh, you know, a couple of southern guys, I don't want to call them hillbillies. They may call themselves hillbillies, but it's uh, their names are Adam and Matt. And they uh, they run the Graveyard Tales podcast, and they talk about all kinds of, you know, cool, creepy shit. You know, haunted, you know, mansions, and every now and then they'll dip into, you know, cryptozoology. They did an episode on werewolves. Um Yeah, they and they go all over, you know, they do some, like, you know, a lot of American stuff, but they'll... You know, research things from from all over the world. You know, if it's if it's a good story, and they just you know, they make it really entertaining. Um, you know, they're not afraid to to be silly. You know, you can tell they don't just like believe everything that they're reading. Like they're you know being pretty objective about about the subjects. Um, so yeah, I recommend that one. Graveyard Tales. You can find it on any of the the podcatchers. Which I think is what we're still calling them. I'm not sure. Uh, finally, a product or service is what I have written down here. Product or service to recommend. Um, maybe this one's silly to you. But uh, there's a new soda that came out. Now, some of you don't drink soda. A lot of you poo-poo the diet soda. And I'm sure eventually it's going to give me Alzheimer's. Um, but that's my last vice is diet soda. And it's just like, I have like, you know, four beers a year. I don't smoke anymore. This is all I got. But uh, Coke came out with the Coke Zero orange and vanilla flavor. Now, I've heard it described as someone, you know, melting half a creamsicle into a, a can of Coke. And it is amazing. Like, it tastes so good. Even the Coke Zero with like, without the sugar. Like, I, I can sit there, like, I sip it out of the can like wine. It is so good. It's like the perfect, like, summer beverage. 
you know, throw it in a, you know, nice tall glass, couple ice cubes. And you got your perfect, you know, sitting by the pool drink there. Um, all right, I think we're going to call this one done. I'll see what happens to my fucking email thing that doesn't seem to work. I know I've rambled on longer than usual, so I appreciate you guys sticking with me. Hopefully I've kept you entertained. I do. I will try to make the next one a little funnier. I know I call this a comedy podcast, but sometimes it's just me rambling on. I guess I'm using you guys as my therapist. Um, but you know, with that said, any feedback you can send that to your parenting podcast at gmail.com. Um, I'll do my best to fix whatever the fuck the problem was with the email that I couldn't see. And then, uh, like I say, any stories that you have you want to share. You know, funny kids stories, parenting stories. We'll read them on the on the show. And uh, it's been great talking to you guys. And I will see you, or I guess talk to you next week. I'm an idiot. <laughs>